Well, hello, patrons, and welcome to episode two of the two Jacks. Uh, one Jack being my good self, uh, Jack the Insider, and uh, <coughs> and my cousin Jack. G'day, Jack. Good morning. We call him Hong Kong Jack because that's where he lives, and um, and uh, we've come together again today to discuss some some uh, some political matters going on around the world. <clears throat> and um, uh, Jack, I just wanted to kick it off today. Donald Trump's never far away from the news because uh, let's face it, he's a very newsworthy fellow, and a lot of media organisations made a lot of money out of reporting whatever he does, but. Um, this is, is stuff going back to the Gen 6 insurrection uh, where uh, a number of texts have been released uh, from uh, that were received by Michael Miller, uh, Donald Trump's chief of staff, including one from Junior, Donald Trump Junior, uh, urging urging uh, Miller to uh, go and have a word with uh, Donnie Senior and tell him to... Uh, Get on, uh, get on video, get on social media, and somehow or other, tell these clowns uh, <laughs> who had by then stormed the Capitol building uh, to pull back and get away. Which is, which is kind of very amusing because Donny Junior's been uh, saying uh, the old man did the right thing ever since. Not obviously expecting those text messages to come out. So all this stuff's going to play as the, the congressional hearing goes in into what happened and why at January 6th. But we're not so much talking about that. We want to talk about today about why Trump succeeded and how he succeeded. Uh, and look, my abiding view is that he's probably not all that bright, um, uh, but somehow he managed to become uh, President of the United States, Jack, so it's not a bad feat. I'm not sure how bright he is, but I think he's got good political instincts, which carries you a fair way. Well, he's good, he's a good attack politician. He's got that he's got that damn pat to the to the point where I think many of us thought in 2016 in the presidential election there that you know his attack instincts were just way over the top that he broke so many rules. You know, he, he was bagging uh, the parents of of dead servicemen. You know. And, 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 and any sort of traditional politician, if we want to call him that, uh, would regard that as just a no-go area. His, his attack stuff was excellent. Um, uh, I think it was on, I think it was pretty much all on two uh, Republican debates where he took out uh, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio and, and, and Ted Cruz, who were the three most likely candidates at the start of the process. Um, uh, what do you call? He called Jeb low energy Jeb. Um, he called Marco little Marco uh, Rubio, and, and called Ted Lion Ted Cruz. And there was enough truth in all of those things to just wipe wipe them out of the contest with, you know, half a dozen remarks. It, it, it probably bears uh, remembering that that when Donald uh, Trump decided to have a lash late in twenty fifteen, uh, no one. No one gave him any chance. No one no, gave him any chance of of, of, of of proceeding much beyond the, the the first month or two of the primaries. There's a there's a wonderful little bit of video of um, I can't remember who the uh, which TV show it was on, but it was a panel show and and um, uh, the dreadful Ann Coulter was on there and, and and someone asked her who she thought was the the most likely Republican candidate. Um, uh, to succeed and become the nominee. She said, well, of the current candidates, Donald Trump. And, of course, 
everyone's head spun around and, you know, in circles and they were all rolling around the floor laughing. But um, perhaps you could see something that most of us couldn't see at the time. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, what do they call it? The terrifying stick insect. Um, maybe she did. Um, I don't know that her political instincts are all that are all that flash. None. But what what certainly Trump encountered when he when he entered into the primaries was a pretty desultory list of politicians. It must be said. So that's the first thing uh, that I would say that not just in that primary, but then once he'd won the primaries, he came up against Hillary Clinton. Uh, the, the woman had almost been promised the presidency without actually asking the American voters uh, whether that promise was going to be upheld or not. So, so I, w- I would say my argument is that he wasn't a great politician, but he was uh, he, he succeeded in a time that suited him. Well, you can always be lucky in your opponents. Let's face it, George Bush got uh, who did he get? Al Gore and um, and John Kerry. Now, you know that, that's a that's. That, there's a fair bit of luck in that, you know, uh, uh, picking up those two as well, your opponent. They're, they're both pretty hopeless, really, you know. Um, yeah, did he win? Did he win? Did he win in 2000? Yeah, well, the Supreme Court says, said so, so I guess we have to go with that. Oh, well, but, the, number, um, the number's in the frame, so it doesn't really matter. You know? <laughs> the hanging chads. The hanging chads. Yeah, the hanging chads. Because it gave him the presidency. But, yeah, look, he, it, Trump certainly was benefited from, benefited from a very desultory group of uh, uh, of republicans angling for the presidency and then once he once he beat his way through that mob as you say as a very good attack politician then he came up against hillary clinton who thought the presidency was her right yeah and she and and, and what's i think barack obama said she was the most qualified person person ever to be president i almost fell off my bar stool when i when i heard that one um, you know, her only, the only election that I can recall her winning is for the uh, the Senate from New York, and, and she got the nominee because she was Mrs. Bill Clinton, um, and once you're the Democratic nominee and um, for, the, for, for the Senate in, in, in New York, you win. Yeah, well, when she decided to have a crack too in uh, 2015, uh, one of her staffers who wrote about this afterwards, uh, they all got together and, and, uh, and, and they tried to work out a... a uh, a political slogan with Hillary's name on it, and they're wondering what they'd call that. And and uh, he, as a bit of a wag, suggested uh, the best one was, <clears throat> "It's her turn." Um, so this was this sort of sense that that the, the chalice had been point, had been passed to her uh, through the through, through through Barack Obama and through the Democrat uh, through the Democrat hands. One one of my American pals added to that. He said. She re- she really ran in two thousand and eight on its her turn, um, yeah. uh, so the two, so the twenty fifth twenty sixteen um, uh, 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 slogan should have been now this time it really 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 is her turn. <laughs> is her turn. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's been promised. Up. Look, that, 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 again, that's probably true. But the difference between 20, 2008 and uh, and, and twenty sixteen was that America had gone through the GFC and it had been crippling. You know, there'd been a a significant recession. Uh, There were up to 9 million homeowners who lost their homes. I mean, we're not just talking about homelessness there, but people who've lost significant assets. Uh, um, uh, Unemployment was in double-digit figures. And while the economy had started to turn by the time that Barack Obama uh, left office, there was clearly a seething anger in the United States, certainly viewable through the rearview mirror, uh, about 
about America's political institutions in, in particular. I don't know that it was necessarily party-based, but those times, basically, or those, those conditions uh, and that lack of faith, that loss of uh, confidence in America's political institutions sort of, once again, suited Donald Trump's candidacy because here was a sort of apolitical politician coming into the fray against uh, uh, an opponent who was, a, you know, lived and bred um, politics. Well, she was, she was a, a cornerstone of the of the Washington establishment, uh, and and he benefited from being not part of the Washington establishment because uh, people had lost faith in it. So when we move into Trump's presidency, here he was all conquering. Um, I was fortunate enough as a pundit to have at least suggested that he was a, a, a distinct possibility to win when everyone really had written him off by the time of Election Day 2016. Um uh, and then he became. I, I think then you he, and I, were, I think you and I were the only two people on your blog comments and your blogs in those days who thought. Well, he was I, a I, I, all I can say, in all honesty, is that I, I, I could see a pathway, and it involved him winning Florida firstly, uh, and then and then taking down the blue wall uh, in, in Michigan and Wisconsin in particular, and uh, and so I did nominate the pathway that pretty much uh, pretty much stuck with him. I think it also involved the uh, a victory in North Carolina. But um, um, it can also be said that this was down to uh, Hillary's uh, profligacy because she, I think she she went to Wisconsin once and Michigan, maybe not at all. I'm not quite sure, but she certainly didn't put the time in in those critical states. Yeah, there's a story going, that, uh, a story, I think it was Michigan, Michigan once or twice and Wisconsin not at all. There's a story going around yeah, that, that, right. that Bill had a, Bill who, who, who was a great politician, Bill, Bill Clinton. And a, and a pretty good president. Um, Bill had a, had words with her because she'd been yeah. invited to speak at Notre Dame.